You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. for Chirp Radio. I'm here at Pitchfork Music Festival with Priest. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, can you each just introduce yourselves really quick? I'm GL Jaguar. I play guitar. My name is Katie. I sing. I'm Danielle and I play drums. I'm Taylor and I play bass. Um, I was checking out your website and saw you had your tour history from the last like three or four years and you've played Pretty Chicago. Much the entirety of our band. Yeah. 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 Um, and I noticed that one of your earlier Chicago shows was at this place called Animal Kingdom, which oh, was like yeah. a popular DIY space. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember we played with Blizzard Babies. Did we also yeah. play with Shells that show or no? Yes. Yeah. We played with Shells, who we actually saw. She played last night opening for Thurston Moore. She's like an old friend of ours from Detroit. Um, yeah, we played Animal Kingdom. It was so fun. It was really hot. It was really hot. Sweet Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was a blast, and I heard it's, it, it closed right after we played, I think. Yeah, it's closed now, but you know, more DIY spaces open. Yeah, it was it was super fun, and we played Shuba's. What was the place we played that was like that old punk place? The they Burlington. Do the Burlington. Um, Beat Kitchen. Beat Kitchen. We played, yeah, we played a couple places around here. Nice. Do you still try to play DIY spaces, or have you? Yeah, definitely all ages. Play as, we try to play only all ages shows as much as we can and DIY as much as we can. Um, what has that journey been like starting playing in DIY spaces to festivals like this? It feels natural because there's been such a long time that we've been doing this, but when you take a step back and, and think about it, you're like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Because a lot of the songs that we're playing started, you know, just playing in basements. So to, to have it translate and reach a wider audience and just sound so much bigger and different on a large festival stage is pretty cool. For sure. Natural came out, which is one of my favorites in the year. I heard it, you had to record it like four or five times. <laughs> Can you tell me about that? Like, what, what made this last time the magic? Like, this is it. It wasn't, so we had a couple like kind of sketch demo recording sessions to just try to get some ideas down. We knew that wasn't going to be the record. We tried one time before that. We listened back to it months later. I was kind of like, it's fine. It's not what I wanted, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel like 
the album that they make is not the album that they wanted to make and the whole idea is that you just go back and make another one. So I was ready to release that. These guys, fortunately, were like, no, we really got to do this again, especially like Taylor and Gideon were like, no, this is not what we wanted it to be. Like, we got to like see this to its fullest. And at the time, I remember feeling like, kind of like I was losing my mind. Like maybe this record wouldn't actually come out and we were just kicking it further down the line, spending more of our money, just really kind of chasing it down a rabbit hole. But it really made it so much more satisfying once it actually came out and it was something that all of us could really get behind. It was really great. We ended up recording it with Hugh McElroy and Kevin Erickson who have recorded almost everything we've put out. And like, they just really understand us sonically and conceptually and like, it's wonderful to work with them. It was, it was a very long journey, but I'm happy. Happy for all the twists and turns. We learned a lot. One of my favorite songs is No Big Bang, which Danielle, I know you... (laughs) I was saving that for you. So I I know you sing, uh, do the lead part on that, and it's it's impressive to watch live. Um, How did that song come together? I think we were in a rut for a little bit with songwriting, where um, Katie was working at this terrible restaurant and was just like... (gasps) what is my life like I was trying to make music ethically and now I'm working this job like sucks my soul out and like you know she just come to band practice so beat it was hard to like feel creative um and I was really coming to my own as my technical prowess as a musician so I was like let's write a million songs we even you know jamming lots of stuff I'd you know written this poem and and I was just like you know what maybe I'll just throw this out there and like see if the poem goes with it took a, a little bit to be able to pull it you know get the doing the vocals and the drums at the same time but it's a really cool vanguard move when people are feeling stuck creatively to be like change instruments like you don't know how to play the guitar I don't care just like pick one up and make some sounds so I think it was like coming out of feeling frustrated creatively that I was just like I'm just gonna switch it up and like sing on a song so possibilities before you are endless he said those are the times you want to write the current political atmosphere um, I guess not really inspire because it's not very inspiring but in that sense like challenge you or want you to do something creatively in response to what's happening in the world right now Um, well when it comes to the record that was all written before you know Trump was elected into office but the trend that we are on is really horrible and terrifying and it's easy to feel like super defeated and just scared and kind of hopeless but I mean we've tried to do what we can with with our music which you know is is political in the same way that everything is political right after uh, Trump was inaugurated we hosted a anti-inauguration show Katie booked like totally set that up um, and we donated all the all of the money to um, it was Casa Ruby and what, what was the other organization in DC? Oh, it's One DC. They do a lot of they do a lot of work uh, to sort of empower people who already live in the community to fight back against displacement. 
rather than like some kind of nonprofit coming in and being like, we have the money and we're going to tell you what to do with it. Like, it's a very grassroots organization that like does a lot of great stuff for our city. So yeah, we did that and it was awesome to be able to be in a position where we could raise a bunch of money and a lot of artists came together to, to support those causes, but also just like in light of feeling that kind of despair to come together with like like-minded people and feel safe. So there's that. Has being part of the D.C. scene or being from the D.C. area played a role in shaping the band's politics? Well, for me personally, it did because I grew up in D.C. Some of the earliest shows I ever went to was like Fugazi and like Q&I-U and stuff. I feel like the community in D.C. is really good about like bolstering each other up and like having this kind of like, well, you want to make a record, you can go do it. We'll help you record it. We're going to put it out, you know, so having that kind of empowerment and support has been really important in shaping the band. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of at, um, helping to put out records and stuff, I, kn- I know you all have your own label, Sister Polygon Records. Why did you decide to start your own label? We wanted to put out music, and I've, I personally have never been one to like ask other people to do something that I could just figure out how to do myself. And I think that we just were all really like feeling our camaraderie together and it was like, take on the world. Um, I would not recommend people start a band and a record label at the same time, but it's been fun for us. I think we're all like pretty thrilled with what we put out. Actually today, uh, a new cassette came out, Blood Club, A Wood With Knots. Everybody uh-huh. check it out on, on the internet, buy a copy on our web store. It's a wonderful record, shameless. Shameless plug. Yeah, I've checked out some of the other bands on your label too, and they're pretty cool. cool. Uh, how did how did you find them? Are they like all f- friends or just people you played shows with? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think part of the, like we started the record label to put out our own music, but I think part of the reason it grew is we met so many great people on tour throughout the U.S. Like it really is crazy how much music can be a community, and it's such a um, disparate community that's really like there's like these families that are spread out over you know the whole nation. So we met so many cool people, we wanted to put out their music. I think what was really surprising for me was, you know, I knew I loved my friend's music, but I didn't necessarily think other people would. And what's been a great surprise is how many of the releases have really just like, boom, really taken off. And we were like, we're just, you know, helping our friends put out music we like. There's so many of our friends now that have gone on to bigger labels and done like so much cool stuff. So I never thought Sister Polygon would ever be a bigger, you know, but it's just like, of its own inertia almost has grown so much and and we're trying to match that with our own effort which is very hard but it's you know it's amazing thanks for taking the time for talking to us. yeah for talking to us. yeah have a good weekend and i'm gonna definitely try to catch your show tomorrow night You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.